Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. We rolled down here to 49 West and uh, on the first day of session, actually, so we got all the pesky legislators running around and uh, trying to figure out, all the newbies trying to figure out this town, which is takes a little bit here, but we're sitting here with Tim McArdle and Tony Strong Pratt, and we've spoken with Tony in the past a couple times, back when she was running for city council, and you have certainly not let any uh, moss grow on, what's the, what's the phrase there, moss grow on your feet or whatever it is since then, and Tim McArdle and I have crossed paths for probably eight or nine years, but have never met, which is really kind of cool, and uh, it's always fun to meet somebody that you haven't met, but... Tim contacted me and said that he and Tony have partnered up on a nonprofit called Geeks on God. And what I know from Tony and what I know from Tim, Tim has got the geek background. Yes, 40 years. <laughs> and, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll throw the God background on Tony, but uh, uh, possibly on both. But this, on both. Is, this is kind of a neat concept in that taking refurbished or new or we take donated. We take donated equipment, and as long as it's viable, I, I refurbish it. And then for the last four years now, I think, believe it or not, um, a lot of the donations that we get from Geeks on God uh, have gone to Tony's outfit, um, and she gives them out as graduation accomplishments, right? And then I provide support and training. I haven't really had to tap that that often, but it's there going forward. So one of the reasons I wanted to do this after Christmas was in case Santa Claus got anybody any laptop upgrades because Geeks on God has no inventory right now. So I could use some laptops to refurbish and get in the queue. All PCs or PC Apple, doesn't matter? Um, well, I've donated some Apple stuff to Tony. Um, I'm primarily a PC guy. So Sorry about that. <laughs> goes both ways. But I've been doing this for 40 years. What do I know? But... Um, it's been uh, 100% refurbished um, PC laptops. Windows 7 and above is the bare minimum that I can really make happen. Okay. So so Geeks on God, is that you, Tim? It is me and one other fellow in North Carolina right now. He used to be here, but he's moved to North Carolina. But okay. it's just the two of us, and we, and we, don't, we don't do just this. Um, we give out machines and laptops to anyone in need. In fact, COVID created a unique opportunity for us oh my word yeah in that there were so many parents sitting at home now having to have provision for uh, their children to have uh, the ability to do homeschool or or virtual school and a lot of them had laptops lying around in the basement that had been gathering dust for a long, long time and they weren't sure whether they're viable or not and covid caused me to have almost no face-to-face ministry whatsoever so it was a great opportunity. I started advertising on the local forums in London Town and Edgewater. If you need help with this, and we solved a lot of problems with um, families that were had multiple children that were all in contention for one computer. And if it was a viable enough computer, I was able to, through our resources, refurbish that thing and get each one of the kids their own 
virtual school laptop. And a lot of times these Chromebooks that they were giving these kids were not real functional. Eh, Chromebooks uh, were never functional to right. start with. <laughs> so so um, I had many families come up to me and just thank me and want to give me money and whatnot and just say you've made a change, a dynamic change in our family structure because of all the pressures of COVID and everything else. And I'm like, brother, you've already paid me by giving me the opportunity to help you guys. That's all I need. That's awesome. It was I, a, I mean, a wonderful positive that came out of COVID through that. And then, you know, I sit here and I look back at, at my life and I'm thinking, you know, how, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, would we ever think that, you know, a, a thing that we play games on would be able Fill that to, need would be able to change, change and, a life. And, and I was told solved a lot of contention issues. They're all at home now. They're all in the same house space. And then they're fighting over who's get who gets the computer next. And so. You know, we, you know, God closes a door and opens a door, and that's exactly where that happened. And it, it was helped like me, me and my a lot. sister in yeah. the telephone. <laughs> you know, you, get on you actually started back, using back it back in the day. You know, I need the phone. Get off. Wow, that's no. Do you have a website for this? I do not. Not yet. No, I'm not really planning on it, man. It's it's kind of a word of mouth. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't need it to get that that big. Um, it's it's word of mouth, and this is a great opportunity to, to get to get it out there a little. How bit. How do we get in touch with you to give you a laptop? Uh, me? That's a good question. Yeah, through you right now. Okay. So. Call, call, call me, email me, or something like that, and I can put you in touch with Tim yeah, for sure. And I'm on Facebook, and I'm publicly searchable, so you can find me there. Awesome. Well, and you, and you have refurbished and repurposed laptops to give to Tony's organization, which is my sister's keeper, and it's not sister's, it's sister. Sort of so, like Angel. So. <laughs> my organization is People Builders Consulting. Okay. So that's the umbrella. MSK is under People Builders Consulting, which is my sister's okay. keeper. And um, basically, my sister's keeper is a women empowerment initiative that focuses on helping women transition from dependency to self-sufficiency, whatever that means. Because when we look at um, dependency to self-sufficiency, we mean getting off of governmental assistance. Well, some people are off of governmental assistance, but some people have addictions. So how do I go through the process to get free of addiction and get into the recovery process? So we help women where they are to help them to move from their now to their next. Um, we started in 2020. From the research that I've done out in the communities, we found out that during COVID that a lot of people lost jobs. A lot of people, kids couldn't go to the doctors because they lacked PCs, computers, or Chromebooks. So when we put this program together, we decided that at graduation, everybody will receive a Chromebook. Okay, you just blew my mind because I didn't think of that. Most doctors went to virtual yes. type exams and appointments. And without a computer or a laptop or a tablet, you're out of luck as far as being able to get medical treatment because everyone was saying don't go to the doctors. Yes. I mean, not you know, obviously, when you needed to go to the doctor, you went to the doctor, but uh, not unnecessarily. And when they graduate out of the program? So they graduate. It's an eight-week eight um, program um, facilitated with eight weeks of facilitation, which is derived out of the information that we got from doing listen assessors out in the community. We deal with um, the little girl inside of you. Um, we deal with moving from your past to your present. We deal with financial literacy. We deal with goal and vision setting. We deal with it all. Anything social or generational or root causes that hold people back from getting to their next. And at the at the um, point of trauma, people stop growing. So if I'm 60 years old and I had a trauma in seven that I didn't get addressed, I still act out of that seven-year-old little girl or little boy. So we deal with all of that so that when they do move, they can be whole and not carry that trauma with them. 
um, after eight weeks, they graduate. And we have had some amazing results in eight weeks. They're each followed with a mentor. We call them guiders that follow them the whole eight weeks as an accountability partner, as a guider. If they get off track, they got them back to where they need to be. And we've graduated to date 58 people. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Including Ron Shea. Including Ron Shea. Who's a great story. Because yes. Rob Lovett is the reason that God Rob, Rob, Rob is, Lovett. Rob is great. Yes. Rob, Rob put us together. I've been working with Rob um, with creating communities for 15 years, probably. Right. Um, he, he's breathing a little bit easier now. He's <laughs> yeah. He's the one that basically put us together, and um, he knew what I did, and he knew what Tony did, and it was an instant light bulb. Said you got to, you got to, you got to get a hold of Tony, and that's the first time he gave me her number. And she said yes the minute I said I had, like, what, 10 laptops just sitting yeah, there? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a need. So I partner with Co-op Arundel, which is Jasmine Jameson. Right. She's the nonprofit. And, um, you know, we get grants as much as we can. But our first program, we had no money. But we knew it had to start, and we started it. But Tim's, Tim's organization, Geeks on God, actually reaches outside of that. Because it's people who, who aren't in the program who also has needs, who I work with, that are able to benefit from the use of his computers and laptops. And she makes that decision as to who gets so, what. So back on the Geeks on God, though, I mean, if let's just say that I'm working for a company and they give me a computer and a laptop and everything else, and then I, I get laid off or fired and terminated, the position's eliminated, and I'm, I'm jobless, and I'm looking for jobs, and I don't have a computer, and I don't have an income coming in at this point and stuff like that. Is that something that... We don't have a lot of criteria when it comes to our benevolence. It really doesn't matter. So it's a need. Um, well, I just don't. I don't. I just don't interview the need that hard. Now I have somebody like Tony who actually she knows the needs, and and I, and I trust her implicitly. She's my sister in Christ, so I know that she's got that covered. I, I don't ask a lot of questions. Um, I've always felt that if you give, you know, you get, and and it's God's purview from that point forward what happens. I don't see anybody taking advantage of this. Um, it's not like I'm advertising massive amounts of a truckload of laptops. Sure, around. sure. I mean, I guess what I was getting at was, was somebody, and, and you had said it's not necessarily people within your organization, but, I mean, if there was somebody that was, you know, for lack of a better word, down on their luck or whatever, and they and they, a computer would change their life or their trajectory. We've that, done it. We've done, we've that done it. That would be it's something that... through her, and it's happened it's through happened. My, my group. Yeah. So I get a lot of... Messenger, messengers of people I don't know with different needs. And, you know, God says meet the need. So that's what we're doing. And that's it. You just and that's do that what we're part. doing, meeting the need. So if you were calling me with that situation that you had and there was a need that was holding you back, then we would meet the need. Right. It's not necessarily. That's, that's awesome. Cause, because, and, and you had mentioned with the, the mentors, you want to have everyone, you know, the mentor through the program, through the eight week program. And I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of days ago and I said that. You know, with some of the problems that we're having in schools and, and just in our youth today, I think I think if everybody could just up their parental, sisterly, brotherly, guardian-y involvement a little bit more, not a huge thing. I mean, I'm not saying you need mm-hmm. to be the baseball guy. It dad. has great impact. It has yes. massive impact on just so many levels. Just a little bit. Absolutely. It, but it, it, it provides witness, for one thing. If, if it happens to one person, they're going to tell, just like if you go to a great restaurant, you're going to say, wow, man, you have no idea. This this Geeks on God guy gave us a computer for free. Yeah. And it just opens the door. And for- we've worked with Tyler Heights in Ward 6 for years. Um, we've had a ministry in Tyler Heights for 10 years now. 
um, and I do career day there, and I talk to the fourth and fifth graders about what it is to have a career. And every single time I do that, at least one of the kids comes up to me and says, I've got a computer at home that's broken and we can't get working. And so now you have to go through some channels there. You have to go through the school, and sure. there are all these metrics involved. But I have I've visited homes and fixed computers for these kids that come up and tug on my pant leg at the end of the career day thing and say, we've got a computer that doesn't work. Can you help us? And so we do things like that, too. I mean, do you primarily work with youth, Tony? Is so I, I, I work with everybody, but my focus, because of the totality of people who work with youth, in my mind is if we can empower the guardians and the parents and the grandparents who are taking care of that youth, some of the things that we're seeing now out in the streets, a lot of the violence, we can curtail. Because now we're, re- we're rebuilding them, if you will, building human infrastructure. Because some people didn't get it all, right? No. So now we help them to give them another chance. So now when I go to parent, I'm parenting differently because now I know. So I like to deal with the parents first because if I deal with the parents first and I get them straight, I don't have to deal with the kids because now the, you're empowered they're, they're enough. Gonna take, to get you're going to pass it off and they're going to yes. rub off of you and onto them, and yes. they're going to be able to take care of yes. the kids. You know, and and this will go back to uh, probably a mutual friend of ours, but Robert Eads, and I mean, you know, his whole thing was, you know, you know, of course the kids are going to be getting in trouble. You know, I got in trouble when I, yeah. when, I when I, you know, gosh, gosh knows he did, and. Uh, you know, and but he was like, you know, these kids are going to get in trouble because you don't give them anything to do. And, you know, whether it be recreation, whether it be programs, whether it be jobs, whether it be a computer or something like that to be able to be access, you know, absolutely. To and that's up. one of the great success stories with, we should mention Ron Shea. Ron Shea is an incredible example of what has happened through our partnership and what she does now. And Rob, Rob recently retired from creating communities. And she's basically taking it over. And Ron Shea was a student of Tony's. She got one of my laptops. And by the grace of God, she is guiding this amazing community effort. Now, she rebranded it, right? Just a little so, bit. So, actually, she didn't get one of your computers. Okay. She got one of the other computers. All right. But, yeah, she's she's um, a liaison for the Creating Communities now, I think, Maryland Hall. Maryland Hall is and, the um, base now. She has a, um, a um, nonprofit herself. I think it's a nonprofit or a for-profit, Mega Youth, where she deals directly with youth. So now she's empowering the youth. So, you know, just to empower these women to see that there's greatness, you know, because some of them are stunned for whatever reason. But to see that blossom and open up and to see now I can go back and parent my children and to accept that I've done some things wrong and now i got to redo some things. It's a different generation. You know, I, I, I was doing some mock interviews at Annapolis High a couple weeks ago, and one of the questions I threw out was, uh, tell me about a challenge in your life and how you overcame it. Uh, and this one kid just absolutely blew my mind. Usually they're going, oh, gosh, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, and this one guy says, oh, that's easy. He says, last, last year, um, early in the year, my girlfriend got pregnant. And I, I had my life, what I thought was, you know, I was going to be a landscaper. I was going to you know, own a business and everything else. But now that all changed. And I realized I had to do the right thing. I had to be, be a dad. I had to do, you know, the whole, whole nine yards. And um, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's, that's heady stuff for a 16-year-old. And he, he goes on, he says, yeah, he says, okay, and that, that was my challenge. And then, you know, how I handled it is I, I reevaluated my life. I was the dad. I was there for the, you know, for my daughter and everything else. 
He says, three months ago, I found out that the child wasn't mine. And he said, now I've got a whole other moral issue here. I've raised this child. You know, I've supported and everything else for this. But he also said, I, I'm sitting here looking. I'm 17 years old. And this is an opportunity, not, you know, and, and not to say I'm walking away from responsibility because, I mean, you know, I guess biologically it's not his responsibility. Mm-hmm. But he said, I've got another God-given opportunity to turn around and get my life back on that trajectory of where it was. And, you know, he says, I'm still part part of their life, but I am not, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know how the explanation went. But he worked through it with the mother and I'm presumably the, you know, the father because there must have been a paternity test or something going on. And, you know, whoever's raising the children, but he's able to get his life back on track, which is an amazing story when you sit there and you realize that here your potential at age 16 went in the trash can. Uh, and and you've got a chance to get it back. And I, I wish more kids would understand the potential that every single one of them has. And, uh, you know, no, we're all not going to be uh, Bill Gates or uh, Zuckerberg or not that we'd ever want to be, but, you know, or, the, or this big fancy CEO. But we all have that potential that's in us. And that's a great thing about what Tony's doing because she's focusing on getting the parents in schooled and realigned and whatnot so that they can transfer that onto the children and it has it has tremendous impact on our community and it's it's a, I hate to use that term but a thousand points of light it's a it's akin to that I mean if more of us would do just a little bit more of that just this much more right just yeah, this much and we try the best is built the best things are built out of adversity right so um, because I'm a firm believer, my faith is with God. He, he tells me to be like him. I have to suffer like him, right? So I'm going to suffer some things. I'm going to have to go through some things. So we teach that. You're going to go through some things. You're not going to come through these eight weeks and everything is going to be grand right, gorgeous. Right. And, you know, you're going to absolutely just change. But it's a process. And some people weren't taught about the process. So now we have 40, 50, 30-year-old women in here learning about the process and changing their lives to possibly make it better for their kids because some of the kids are lost after that. And so now we have to go back and retrain them. And if we have enough money to put into, what, physical physical infrastructure, we should have that much more to put into human infrastructure. And that's what we're doing. We're building human infrastructure. Without doubt. But you've also got my brother's kid. So, yes, I'm so and, excited and about is that. that. A, that's another fairly new, isn't it? So it, it's, it's actually um, supposed to be launched in March, okay. March of this year. MSK will be finished, and we're going to possibly launch MS, um, MBK. And MBK is focused around the same thing, but the focus is men, and men will be leading it. We have three core men that, you know, we've identified who have a lot of the life experiences of the men that they'll be dealing with. And, you know, as we get women whole, we're going to get the men whole, and then we're going to just bring families back together because that's what it's about anyway, families coming together healthy. You, you're a lifer here in Annapolis, right? Lifer, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still a newcomer. I've only been here about 25, 26 years. I love how things have changed. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that's remained the same and a lot of things that need to change and a lot of things that are still, you know, very bad about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sounds really bad to say that, but I mean, there are some things that are bad that need to change. But I love that a lot of has changed in the most recent years. I mean, I'm seeing as exactly what you're doing, the empowerment of the kids. Uh, you're seeing 
you know, when I was talking to these kids at Annapolis High, which has really seen some demographic shifts there. I mean, it used to be, you know, primarily, well, it used to be segregated, but I mean, it was, you know, primarily, you know, it was primarily white with a minority black, and then it sort of evened out a little bit, then Hispanic, you know, and, and now it's about a third, a third, a third, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. And just to see that the successes that are, some of them are coming out of. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, you've got the hood to good over at Maryland Hall. You. Um, you've got. Uh, I'm trying to think of, of the other other programs. I mean, certainly creating communities was a, a part of that. But to be able to bring these things, you look at what um, uh, Box of Rain uh, is is doing with uh, over at the Annapolis Maritime Museum, mm-hmm. and all these didn't exist before. And it's because I don't know why it wasn't because, but maybe there, we just didn't believe in our youth. Well, I, I think I think the reason you see a lot of this evolving. Because a lot of us are connecting together, right? So the people who had the, has the needs and had the relationship with the people that need the needs are teaming up with people who don't necessarily need the, have the needs but have the resources we need. So now we're teaming up. I teamed up with, um, what, what is it, Charting Careers. Right. And I created a program, um, Community Hubs, where we got leaders in each community to be the navigators in their community to build support services around the families. That's great. Right? So it's about connecting, you know, putting our differences to the side and connecting together for the better cause of the world. And and I think that's how it's getting better because now we're not so much separated. We're trying to connect to see how this thing is going to be beneficial for all of us. And and it is it is being beneficial for all of us. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at you know the growth of other nonprofits. You got Seed for Success. You've got Stare. Start the Adventure in Reading. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. Yeah. Uh, even the Annapolis Police Foundation. It's helpful to have these partnerships, and it's in, it's imperative that we have these kind of partnerships. We work Geeks on God works with Bernie House. Um, with Patty Slaughter's group, and we've, we've given resources to them, too. Um, but it's important for these relationships to know each other. Otherwise, we can't do anything. We end up being silos. Absolutely. Um, so so grateful for Rob for bringing us together. Because yes, it, absolutely. Because it, it, it expands. It, it, you can see it expand. I mean, Reva Trace Baptist Church, we don't have a ministry at Tyler Heights anymore now. Tyler Heights has gotten funding and has been rehabbed and whatnot. But we don't we don't necessarily need to go in there anymore because they seem to be more the teachers seem to be more self sufficient. But we were there for about ten years after hours helping them out, which is a weird ministry in that it's a municipality, but they have needs. I mean, they have massive amounts of needs, and you can't ignore that. I mean, you can't just turn your a blind eye to that. So you just meet the need. I mean, we had an umbrella ministry at Tyler Heights where because they were in trailers. I mean, between trailers and between classes, if it's raining, what happens? You get wet. So Reva Trace, we, we must have got 200 umbrellas for them one year. Is that is that where you, where you worship at Reva Trace? I primarily worship at Reva Trace. Okay. Baptist. So when you talk about ministry, I mean, it's sort of an out, yeah. outreach. Of, yeah, of, small of, groups within that church, and Tyler Heights Ministry was one of them. Okay. Do you have a website, Tony? So, yes, my website is peoplebuildersconsulting.com. And that has all the information on MSK and That has all MBK? the information, everything that I can do. We haven't put MBK on there yet because we haven't. It's not here yet. We don't have the dates yet, but it's coming. Um, the men are excited. It's definitely needed. And if, if we can crack that cookie, I think we'll be really putting a dent in some. 
Tim, how much? I mean, you're pretty isolated as far as what you do. As far, I mean, or pretty pigeonholed. You repair computers and you get them out, and knowing that they're this is a side hustle. This is entirely a side hustle. It's no, 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 no. I get that, but I mean, how much can you? How much can you handle? It's a good question. I don't really know. I'd like to find I out. I haven't hit there yet. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't hit there yet. You ready to find um, out, Tim? Uh, I hope. I, I've been praying that this, you know, especially after Christmas here, that it might it might yield some fruit. Um, so, I, what what's the criteria for donating a computer? Is, is it is there an age? Um, it just needs to be Windows Seven compatible or higher. That's Windows it. Seven, at least from a PC standpoint. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just because you can't anything older than that, I can't really do my magic. Okay. With. Um, and there's not a ton of magic. I mean, largely we upgrade the hard drives and add some memory. And through donations over the years, I've got lots know, of memory, lots, lots of, of memory, lots of hard drives, and I and I scavenge. I scavenge a lot. I actually partner with um, the uh, convenience center down in um, Sudley, in South County, and um, I actually cherry pick some of the stuff that's donated to Electronics Recycling down there. And so I can get parts. I can I can get parts from there. So I about once a month I go down there and see what I can find. Um, That's awesome. So you don't, you haven't hit your ceiling yet. You can't. You're not quite sure what your ceiling is. No, no. And I, I haven't pushed this to some place where I want to get big. I mean, I'm happy with just just focusing on the local community. Well, there's got to be such a huge need on that, though. I mean, as I, as I look at all the kids that struggled through COVID with the with the Chromebooks that don't belong to them. Uh, I mean, I guess they have to go it's back. It's not to the just schools. hardware either, John. I mean, it's also training. I mean, um, I, I helped do the uh, networking at the new lighthouse shelter on Hudson years ago, and uh, I haven't done it in a while. But I would go in there about once a month and just do general training on how to look for a job online. A lot of people don't know how to do that, especially if you're challenged at this level. You certainly don't have the bandwidth to even focus on how to do with that. So that's another thing that we provide. I mean, I, I provide training and support and. Just this, the basics, the most basic things about how to, we all take it for granted. You Google, we do. I need a job. Yes. But it's actually not simple for a lot of these folks at all, especially if you have no computer skills. You don't even know where to put your hands on the keyboard. And that exists. That really exists. Well, you know, Tony, you mentioned briefly about, like, reentry as people coming back in from prison and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think. And and that, that's another sort of a bug up my butt that we don't do enough and, mm-hmm. and that... You know, I, there's a story of Anne Arundel County out in Severn, Odenton Way. One time there was a, a sex offender that served 10 years, I think it was, in a Texas prison, mm-hmm. was released, played by all the rules, you know, reported it and everything else and said, hey, I'm here and this and that and so on and so forth. Police went out to the neighborhood, handing out flyers with pictures on them saying, hey, if he comes to your comes to your neighborhood, you know, this is this is this is what he did. And I'm like, you know, that's so anti of whatever. I mean, you you paid your debt. OK, so if. if that debt wasn't paid, then that's a problem with the judicial system, not necessarily with what it was. I mean, you know, you played by the rules, and you've now ruined this guy's life a second time. Re-traumatized. Uh, what's that? It's re-traumatic. Yeah. You're it, re-traumatizing it, people yeah. over and over. It, it really was. But you look at these folks that come in, and I, I, I use the example when I talk to other people, saying, say somebody was in jail for, you know, gosh, you know, 30 years ago, it could have been for some weed, for 20 years. And you come out. And to your point, Tim, what's this thing you've got in your hand that you're tapping on? I mean, I mean, they, they totally missed the whole facts revolution. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so a lot of people um, use their phones because you can do everything on the phones, Virtually, right? Just about. But then some things you can't do it's on easier a phone. On a laptop. It's easier on a laptop. So to be able to have have access to that. Is huge in, in them moving forward. Um, life changing. How many and life-changing. how many how many in your 
each do you have a class so a cohort each, each, or? Co- each each class is 15 so we only take 15 because some of the um, information that is being shared in there we want to make sure that it's a safe environment because sure. things that are being shared if, if you mess up that safety net then we've lost them again so we keep it small I know God is going to expand it I don't know how but once he says it's time to expand you know Eva will duplicate more me we're talking about vulnerable people that need a safe place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've got to feel comfortable. They've got to feel secure and everything else. I mean, what types of things might be not – I mean, are we talking about, hey, this is – I'll throw it out. Hey, I had, to, I had to sell drugs to make ends meet last week. Is that something that may be discussed during your program that you necess- you feel safe with the group that you're in as opposed to having a, a – a, It's called accountability. People – and going, oh my gosh, you know, Tony was selling drugs. You know. Absolutely. Okay. So um, you're dealing with a lot of people who, first of all, know each other, who may have been in conflict with each other. And so you're trying to bring them together and understand, guess what? It's not you that you are hating. It's the, the, the behaviors that they brought along. So we're honoring all of that out in there with them together. And yes, they may share something like that. They may share some other really deep secret stuff that if 50 people are in there, you have a better chance of it staying within this threshold with 15 than 50. And so we've been very successful with the smaller groups um, right now. Will we ever move to bigger groups? I don't know. But the success that we're finding with the smaller groups right now, we're going to keep it at that. That makes sense. I mean, I, I think yeah. I'm, I'm much more comfortable in a smaller group and divulging whatever. I mean, I would yes. have to think, uh, you know, go back to the old like AA meetings or something like that. I would think in a group yes. of seven or eight would be probably more ideal for me to let my hair down, so to speak, and yes. and and be honest as opposed to a group of a hundred. I'd be like, yeah, I'm here because they told it me. It is not yeah. terribly hands on. I mean, uh, Geeks on God has worked with a group down at First Presbyterian called Soul Society of Hope and Love. Um, they offer safe space on Thanksgiving and Christmas and some other days where, where people with addiction issues have a real challenge during that day to stay sober, stay sober for that day. So um, Maura Harford is the gal that runs that thing. We've partnered with them, too, but they're very hands-on, whereas AA is kind of a general program. It's been my observation mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. So it, it helps to have a little higher level of mentorship. Um, and there are groups out there that do it, like Soul, S-O-H-L. They do this kind of stuff. And we partnered with them, um, and it, it works. Yeah. We, see, we see the results. Part of the um, part of MSK, um, the way we get the next partners, so um, the mentees are called partners. So we call the mentors guiders, and we call the mentees partners because we want them to feel like they're partnering in their recovery or, the, or their plan or their journey for their life. We don't want them to feel like we're the hierarchy over them. So we're guiding them. The way that we get our next class is that one of their responsibilities is to recommend the next woman. So by the time that class is over, probably before the next week, we have our cohort of next women that are going to be coming through the class. Because chances are that they know somebody that that, yes. need, that needs the help. And, and you guys are so right that it's just about the mentoring. Mm-hmm. It's, well, then you create you know, skilled disciples to go on and carry on carry on the cross, basically, absolutely. right? And, and it happens. It, it just takes a little. It doesn't take as much effort as a lot of people think. It, it takes. It takes caring. It takes this, Time. right? Time, it takes right? heart. It takes that a lot of people don't have. I mean, one thing that Tony and I have a lot in common is that we have we have a spiritual gift for giving in this way. I mean, we. I feel. I feel 
compelled to do it, and I have for a yes. long time. All we're trying to do is just share our spiritual gifts. That's right. Um, because we care. That's right. Right? And we care unconditionally. Unconditionally. And it doesn't, as you said, it doesn't take much. It really doesn't, it, but just, it takes something. you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You, just, you, it, you tell a kid that's going down the wrong road, hey, you're going down the wrong road, and I'm, I'm concerned for you. And you took time. It's about relationship. And that, I believe that's what we've gotten away from, relationship, right? All somebody needs is for you to acknowledge that, hey, you know, you're going through something. you got a problem. Let's talk for a little while. They open up to you about anything, but it, it, life is so fast now. Everything is so fast, right? Pop it in the microwave, get on the phone, you can find it like that. But nobody's sitting down taking the time to build relationship. And, and if we want to get this world right, we got to go back to relationship. And that's what it's all about for Amen. us. Amen. PeopleBuildersConsulting.com? Yes. That's where we can find out about that. We don't have a website for... Maybe you geek, can put me on a spot geek, on INF. Geeks on, on God, but... If anybody has any computers out there that are collecting dust, and I, I mean, I had at one point, and I and I wish I had known about you because I know as my kids grew up older and they got it. I mean, I think I probably threw out more than I would care to admit. Uh, they're they're usable. Uh, Windows seven and above. Uh, get in touch with me. I will more than happy uh, get you together with Tim to to get that to fix them and to pass them off to Tony who's going to be doing cohorts of 15 men starting in March with uh, my brother's keeper as well as my sister's keeper. You guys are doing great work. It's quiet work. It's needed work. And it's it's life-changing work. It, it really is. I mean, uh, exactly what you're doing, Tony, as far as being able to mentor these children, mentor, and I, I keep saying children, that's sort of like in my mindset, but it's not. It's, you know, it's children, it's young adults, it's older adults, I'm sure. Families. Yes, and families. Yeah. What's 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 your youngest and oldest? Do you know? So, we we start at eighteen. So our youngest will be eighteen. Okay. But our oldest has been sixty-two, and that's such a blessing, <clears throat> right? Is no time limit on when you can reinvent yourself and and change things up for a better way. Thank you guys so much for your time, and uh, we appreciate. Good luck. The I will make sure that all the links are on the. Uh, on the show notes so click on there check out learn out more from about tony's organization contact me if you've got computers again the holidays have just passed people got new uh you know laptops Uh, do you do pcs at all um there's really virtually no demand for pcs and i've actually got pcs in inventory that i can't seem to get get rid of so i think it's fair to say now that laptops are really the only thing that's going to be of any value and it's something that somebody can actually hold which is a, is a tangible asset in, its, in of itself when you give somebody their own laptop. There's some ownership portions of that. So, no, I really can't take um, desktops. But if anybody has any equipment that you can't donate, don't forget that we have electronics recycling in Millersville and down in Sudley in South County, and they'll, they'll gladly take it. Yeah, so you don't have to throw it away. Thank I, you guys for doing the quiet work. Quietly and strongly behind the scenes is, uh, you know, you don't see it, but you feel it, which is kind of where I'm seeing this. Well, we appreciate you giving us a venue to uh, appreciate to advertise it. it. Yes. And we've been looking forward to this for a long time. So thank you, John. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. 
And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.